Hello guys, welcome back to the Christian Girl Daydreaming Podcast. Guys, it is season two, episode one. I am so ready for season two of this podcast. You guys don't even know. Um, so for those that don't know me, my name is Rochelle um, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm from Cape Town, South Africa. I love the Lord with my whole heart and I actually just got back from a three-day conference with my church it was so much fun and I'm really revived, I'm refreshed, I'm ready for season two. I, yeah, I feel really, really great and I actually woke up this morning with a DM from one of you saying that you love my podcast and that, um, yeah, and that I haven't posted in months. So I just um, saw that message as kind of a confirmation that I'm supposed to be doing this I'm supposed to be recording these episodes. I'm supposed to be running this podcast because you guys don't know how much the Lord blesses this podcast. If I tell you how many listeners I have for every podcast, you're going to think I'm lying. You are going to think I'm lying. Um, But yeah, I just pray that the Lord will really touch you guys through this podcast. And I know that many of you, um, I've actually met one of you in person, um, but I know that you guys see this as kind of just talking to a friend. And that is something that I love because you should never see my podcast, this podcast, as me giving you advice. Please don't. I'm not your pastor. I'm not a pastor. So please don't take anything I say as fact or me giving you advice. I'm just a Christian girl. I'm just see me as your friend and we're just having a chat or I'm just chatting and you are listening. Can you hear that? They, someone is, what's it called, uh, mowing the lawn. And I really hope you guys don't hear that because, okay, oh, yeah. he's going to continue to go. So hopefully you guys don't hear that. But um, yeah, so this episode, I'm literally just going to tell you everything that God has been teaching me recently, things that God has been showing me in his word. Um, so starting with the first thing that I've been or that God has been teaching me recently, is that the gospel is so simple and we tend to overcomplicate the gospel and the Lord. So Matthew 6 verse 33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 3 says, But I fear, lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds maybe oh my word that's so loud stop that is hold on hold on guys okay i'm back i'm so sorry guys um okay like i was saying 2 corinthians 11 verse 3 says but i fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived eve by his craftiness so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in christ so something that the lord has been teaching me like i said is the gospel is so simple. We tend to overcomplicate the things of the Bible. Just like the first verse, it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. That is the, that's all it is. The Lord at the end of the day just want us to seek him, seek his face, pray, read our Bibles and everything, all the desires of our hearts, of our heart, all the desires of our hearts, yeah plural yeah and he will um give us the desires of our heart um the funny story today 
me and my dad went to a leather shop just like a place that sells leather and the man there it was actually so cool he he just runs this leather shop okay it's nothing special it's nothing crazy but as we were looking through the leather and my dad was getting ready to you know um, say what he wanted and everything this this man that ran the shop got off the phone and he was crying and he he said how he just got off the phone um, with one of his clients that is on his deathbed and um, he just yeah that he shared that with us and then him and my dad started talking and it came out that this man that is running this leather shop he says that every single client that comes in in some way or another they start talking about God and they start talking about the Bible and he was telling us testimonies of how like for instance one of the stories that he told us was there was a Rasta man um because you know the Rastas they don't really am I saying that right yeah the Rastas anyway they come in with um what what am I saying no they don't really believe in God they don't believe in anything they're very YOLO like um smoke weed like very chill uh, type people <laughs> yeah I don't know if I, ha I have that correct but they don't generally believe in God um and he told the story of this man came in to his little leather shop and he just told him I there's just something different in the atmosphere in the shop like he said like this must be a godly place because he just felt like this heavy holy presence and that was just one of the stories another story he told us was there was this man this grown man that came into the shop and he did the same as my dad just came to buy leather and at the end of the his whole shopping experience this man asked the shop um, owner to pray for him because he had some stuff going on in his life he just randomly asked him to pray for him and the man that was that's running the place that was talking to me and my dad he said that as he was praying for this this guy this um this man this man just started weeping like a baby um many stories and another story he told us is there was this woman that came into the shop and she just said same thing there's this presence she can feel that this is this is a place of prayer this is a place where um the lord is like she said that and she later on her husband came in after and he said the same thing so long story short this man it, it was just crazy to hear his testimony on every single client that comes in in some way or another they're either talking about god he's praying for them or they are um, commenting on how the atmosphere is different or there's something different this man that runs the shop his name is Roy um, and he is a godly man he goes to church he talks about he told us that he goes to sell um, he has been a Christian for all his life he loves the Lord and something that he holds very dear is prayer he loves to pray he prays all all the all, always all the time he prays in his shop and he says that's why he believes that his shop is a place where the Holy Spirit dwells because he's constantly praying. And I just thought that that was the coolest thing ever because it's actually as simple as that. And it's not like this man is the most richest guy. He has no worries because he has stresses. I mean, 
like every single one of us. He's a normal man running a shop that maybe doesn't make a ton of money. He's just, you know, going through life, but he um, he knows the importance of praying and putting God first. And he recognizes that there's something different about him because he has the Holy Spirit. And I just, it blew my mind. And that's when I knew that I had to film this podcast today, even if it's just to tell that story, that he's just a normal man doing his normal everyday things. But he puts God first. He seeks first the kingdom. And I promise you, I don't know this man's personal life, but I promise you every single one of his needs are met. I promise you his family is taken care of. Why? Because God adds when we seek his righteousness. He adds everything else. He adds to us. Okay, so that's the first thing that God has been teaching me. And then the second thing God has been teaching me is that, uh, that um, or number two is take responsibility for your future. Um, I think, yeah, I'm turning 22 in like a month. And it's, it's really crazy to me that I'm obviously no longer a teenager. It's been, my teenage years has been long gone. But the day I turned 20 years old, I had a little freak out. <laughs> I had a little panic attack because I, something about me is I hold myself to a very high standard in certain aspects. So I've always seen myself as someone who's going to be super successful, running her own company, running a business, like doing all these crazy, amazing things, doing things for the Lord. And when I turned 20, I wasn't even near that in my head. I was like, I'm in, I'm officially in my 20s and I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And then I turned 21, same thing. I even made a joke. I said, if I cry this year on my birthday, I'm going to be mad at myself. And guess what I did? I cried. I had a freak out because same thing. I didn't know what I was doing. And this year I'm turning 22 and I really do pray that <laughs> That that does not happen again. Um, but I don't believe it will. Um, but yeah, I've just always put myself or placed myself at this high regard. I have a very high standard for myself. Um, and I had to come to terms with the fact that, yes, I have so many dreams and I have so many desires and plans for myself and things that I want to do. But at the end of the day, the most important thing for you know taking care of yourself is taking responsibility for your future and that sometimes look like humbling yourself and getting a job <laughs> that might sound really weird but let me just make it make sense so humbling okay for let's put it in the context of my life so like I told you I've always seen myself as doing something crazy and I never saw myself working and guess what I'm doing now I'm working. I'm working for my dad. And it's not something that I saw myself doing, but I'm doing it. And guess what? I'm so happy that I'm doing it because now I actually have stability in my life. Now I'm actually taking responsibility to my with um for my future. Does it mean that I'm not pursuing does it mean that I can't pursue my dreams? Absolutely not. It actually makes pursuing my dreams a lot easier. Because now I don't have to stress about money. I don't have to stress about all the other things because now I have this stability. Um, so yeah, taking responsibility for your future is 
important. Responsibility in general is important. I have to recognize that soon I'm not going to just be living for myself. Like I want to be married one day. I want to have a family. I want to, uh, you know, take care of my parents one day if they are, um, what, what's afgetree in English? Um, retired. I want to take care of my parents one day when they, they are retired. Um, you know, stuff like that. Like I know right now in this season of my life, I'm single. I don't have any expenses really. I don't, I'm not paying off a car. I don't live by myself. I'm, I'm chilling. I'm fine. But I know that soon I'm going to have to start uh, to take responsibility for other people. Because if you get married, you no longer think about yourself. Now you're thinking about your partner. If you get kids, you're no longer thinking about you and your partner. Now you're putting your kids' needs before your own. So yeah, that's just something I'm learning right now is to just take responsibility for your future and that may look like humbling yourself and doing the thing that you don't necessarily want to do but that you need to do um you might be sitting there thinking obviously Rochelle like obviously get a job like obviously but how I'm wired is I'm I've always seen myself as someone that has a lot of faith as well I have a lot of faith in God like a lot sometimes a little too much (laughs) but um, yeah, and now it doesn't mean that I don't have faith in God, that I have like, that I not took my plan B, but that like I have a stable income now and doing something that I may not be called to do, but that I kind of have to do. doesn't mean I don't have faith in God that he will provide. It's just that sometimes the Lord will show you what your next step is by orchestrating your circumstances in a way that will push you into your next um whoa that was crazy wisdom hopefully that made sense to you the third thing that i've been uh, learning recently and this kind of ties in with the point number two is we idolize the definition of a calling too much okay are you with me we idolize the definition of having a call and being called by god too much um And this is something that I also only recently realized that churches preach a lot about you are called by God and you have a calling placed on your life and you are called for something great and you are called for for a time such as this. You are the best generation. You are this, that and the other. And it's great. Like we are called. We are chosen. We are the chosen generation. But sometimes we idolize the idea of a calling so much that we are so focused on that and we don't, it's keeping us from doing what God wants for us to do in this season right now. Like you may be called by God, but it doesn't mean that that calling, that you're going to discover it in the next year. Maybe you will only discover that calling when you have kids one day and you are a mother and you realize, oh my word, I'm actually called to be a mother. Like this is, this is what I'm called to do. Maybe you, you are, Maybe you're going to find your calling when you're when you are um, 30 years old and you, you know, did something and it blew up. Like maybe you started doing something and the Lord just blessed it. And you're like, oh my word, I'm called to do this. Like it, there's a grace in it. It just comes so easy. Um, and maybe you're doing something that you feel called to do, but God is not blessing it just yet. Like it's not blowing up or it's not like producing the harvest and the fruits that you maybe thought that it would. Um, but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean you're not called. It just means that maybe you you are called, but it's not like 
it's not that deep, <laughs> you know, it's not that, it's not that intense. Um, like I told you guys, I've always felt called. I feel called. I love the idea of having my own ministry. I love the idea of preaching the gospel. I love it so much. But it doesn't mean that I have to preach the gospel on, on you know, right now. <laughs> I almost said on every street corner. <laughs> I mean, I can do that, but no. Um, yeah, so I might be called, but it doesn't mean it's going to manifest or it's going to, I'm going to discover that in the in the next year. Like I'm 22 years old. I still have my whole life in front of me. Um, I think, yeah, my dad actually sent me a video on this topic where a pastor was like, we idolize the idea of being called by God way too much. And I was like, oh my word, I never thought about that. Because the story that's coming to mind is obviously King David. He was for sure called by God. I mean, he was even anointed as the next king in front of his brothers and his dad. His whole family was there. He was anointed king. Guess how many years he had to wait before he was king? I think it was, was it seven years or was it 30 years? <laughs> Wait, I have to Google it. Hold on. Let me just fact check. Um, how many years did King David wait? Let's, yeah, let's say wait. 15 years. Wow. Oh my goodness. David was chosen to be king when he was young, but had to wait. David could have killed Saul, but he decided to wait. After 15 years, David finally got to be king. That's a lot of years. <laughs> That's a lot of years where David just had to know that he was called, but didn't see it come into fruition. And I promise you, David wavered, or not wavered, I promise you, David questioned the call of God in those 15 years, even though he got anointed in front of everyone. I promise you he did, because you know why? Because I can think of a scripture right now. Um, but before I say the scripture that I'm thinking about, we are from Adam, right? So we are flesh, we are human, we are from a fallen nature. Can I say a sinful nature? We, we as humans are sinful, right? It's our nature to be sinful. So we naturally will tend to question God. Okay, it's, it's, it's natural. It's in us. Just the way Adam and Eve did. Eve was like, no, I don't believe, I don't think God said don't eat from this tree. Let's just do it. Like the serpent said that, let's just do it. She questioned God. And then in turn, Adam questioned God. But so I promise you, David questioned it. He questioned his calling. And the scripture that I'm thinking about is when, uh, I think it's, um, Peter, Simon Peter, I think, oh my word, wait, let me Google again. I think I'm almost 99% sure it's Simon Peter who walked, no, who got called out on the water. Let's see. Oh, that's not correct. Who in the Bible walked on water? Jesus, oh, Peter. Yes. Okay. So it was Peter. So they, the disciples were in the boat and Jesus was on the water in the storm. They didn't know it was Jesus, right? So Peter said, Simon Peter said, Lord, if it's you, call me out onto the water. And then Jesus said, okay, well, come. Simon Peter started to walk on the water. And guess what? He sank. Because why? He wavered. He looked down. He questioned God. He got scared because it's in our nature. And so what did Jesus do? He pulled him right back out. Okay, so 
it's natural. It's natural to feel called by God and then to question that calling because things are taking too long or um, you're not sure, like, did you hear God correctly or what? But the thing that I've also learned, and this is this is also crazy, is if you are called to do something, it will always follow you. It will always come back to you. It's like those cheesy things about romance. Like if if he's really meant for you, he will come back. <laughs> Same thing with your calling. If you are called to do that thing that you are thinking of right now, it's going to come back. It's going to be easy. There's going to be grace on it. It's going to be blessed. But we should just not be hasty with it. You know, because I have no idea what the what God wants to do with this podcast. I have no idea why so many people listen. I have no idea because to me, when I speak into this microphone, I feel like I'm speaking to someone. It really feels like it. But at the same time, it feels like I'm not making any sense. And I, I have a friend. I don't know if she's listening to, listening to this right now, but her name is Carly. And uh, she told me once that she listens to my podcast, but it, she gets annoyed every time I say, I hope I'm making sense or am I making sense? I'm not making sense because she said, Rochelle, you make so much sense. It just annoys her that I say it because I make sense. <laughs> but in my mind, um, obviously, I hope that I'm forming my sentences correct so that you guys know what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, so those are kind of the things that I've been or that the Lord has been teaching me recently. And I think it's good to write these things down as well because God I always say God is always speaking but we don't always listen to him or hear him um but yeah so that is me that is all that I wanted to chat about sorry <laughs> I just had a little brain fart I was like what um yeah so like I said God is always talking um, let's not overcomplicate the Bible. Let's not overcomplicate Christianity. If you feel called to do something, but you don't know how the money's going to come in, or you don't know how, let's say you want to start a business, you don't know how the Lord's going to provide. Okay, get yourself another job. Do something on the side. Um, God sometimes calls us to something before He calls us to the main thing. I don't know. Um, some people are called to work in an office job. And be the salt and the light in that office. Some people are called to travel the world um, with little to no money. And just be the salt and light to people overseas. Some people are just called to be super smart and glorify the glorify the Lord um, with their intelligence. Some people are called to be a pastor. Some people are just called to be a mother. Some people are called to be a business owner and be the salt and light in their business. You know what I mean? Um, let's not idolize this thing of a calling too much where we think we need to be the greatest of the greatest. You don't need to be the greatest of the greatest. In fact, um, God still wants us to be humble um, we don't need all that. The only reason why God will bless you is to be a blessing to other people. So if you are not a blessing to other people with the little you are getting right now, why would God bless you with more than that? Because you're not going to be a blessing to other people if you have more. If you are not generous with the little you have, how can God trust you to be generous with the much that you will have in the future? If you don't tithe your 10% with the few rands you get in a month how on earth are you going to tithe when you have tens of thousands of rand in your bank account so 
It's just little things. Don't overcomplicate it. The gospel is so simple. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you. And listen, God knows what you need even before you ask. God already knows. And guess what? Jeremiah 29 verse 11 tells us that the thoughts that he thinks towards us are thoughts of peace and not of evil. Peace. Peace and not of evil to give us a future and a hope. So if you get stressed over your future, and I'm actually talking to myself right now because that's the main thing that I've realized that I stress over is my future. If you stress over your future, number one, do you really have faith in God? Like, do you really believe that he can take care of every single one of your needs? And then the second thing, um, wow, I just lost my train of thought. I think that first point was so good. The Lord was like, nope, that's the only thing. No second point. That's the only thing. Like, do you really have faith in me? If you stress about your future, do you really believe that I can do this for you? So, <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, guys, without rambling on too much, I am so excited for season two. I'm going to start planning the next episode right now because I'm just overflowing with topics and revelations and things that the Lord is speaking to me. Um, especially now that I came from this conference, I like that is the point of conferences, church conferences is to revive your dreams and to get you back to that point where you used to be when you used to be on fire for God, that that's the point of them. And I'm so, so excited that I went, um, and I actually met two girls at the, the, um, conference in Bloemfontein, um, which was really cool. I, that, that was really amazing. So I don't think they listen to the podcast, but that was really, really, really cool. So y'all, hopefully you got something out of this podcast. Hopefully it felt like we just had a conversation and we chatted again. Don't take any one of my podcasts as advice, please take it just with a grain of salt. Um, I'm not a pastor. I'm not, I don't have a theology degree. So yeah, but I really appreciate it. Oh, I just tripped over my words. So sorry for that. I really do appreciate you guys listening to my episodes. Um, give it a review, give it a little five star. Um, I read the reviews. They're really actually really, really cool. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.